Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I mentioned at the start of the programme um, working in lonely jobs, professions that can be quite self-isolating and th- th- there's an interesting talk on this week. It's part of the Port Safety Week at Dublin Port and it's all about highlighting the issues that hauliers face, things like uh, loneliness and isolation, but not something that's confined just to those working in the haulage business. James is with us on the line today because, James, you are a HGV driver. Um, you were listening to the point I was making about this a little bit earlier on. Is it a lonely profession? It can be, yeah, indeed, definitely. Um, at the end of the day, like, I changed jobs. I was in a rat race job driving trucks and staying in beds overnight in trucks and WhatsApp was your communication to your family like um, you didn't get to see your kids in the morning you didn't get to see them at night you were a weekend dad and you were too tired to enjoy it a weekend dad yeah. and too tired to enjoy it yeah and how often would you be away James or what like give us a sense of what the day is like uh, back that time it was only a couple of nights a week but like I have friends and they're out four nights a week in a truck sleeping in a truck on the side of the road like you know um, in one base I was lucky but then there was other times I rang my wife I'm on the way home and the company would ring you oh I need you to go here and collect this and do that and the other and I was like well sure I'm on my way home and I wouldn't have enough driving hours to do that and the company I was working for the time was like pull your card we need that truck back like and it got to a stage I was sitting on the side of the bed one morning and I was like I'm not putting up with this anymore you know that was it and yeah, that was it, and I rang a phone number for the guy I work for now, Philip Dial, and met him one day, and he was explaining the type of driving job he had for me, and what it entailed, and I remember going home to Lily and my wife, and saying to her, uh, this lad seems too good to be true, like, but I'm going to give it a go, I can't stick where I was, like. Yeah. And I was a couple of months there, and waiting for this lad to have a go, or give out, or whatever, and sure, I'm two years there now, and he still hasn't, like. Yeah. Great. And what, what what kind of what, so what's the difference like? What are you doing now that's different? What are the the hours like? Um, I start around six in the morning, but I'm home most days at three o'clock, half three at late. It's like now I done a night out last week up to the north for him, but sure it was handy. Warden killed, pulled in at nine o'clock at night, back in the truck at six in the morning, home the next day at three o'clock. Like, mm. but it's you a know, one it's, like, a, it's a one off now rather than as you say. Three and oh, four yeah. days in the week. Yeah. 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 And you're not being talked to like a dog or treated like a dog, you know. Mm. As, as I always say, if someone wants a dog to give out to the way, go and get one because I won't listen to it. The, it's, uh, that has to, I'm just trying, like when you think back to to previous times working in sort of that, that, that long haul circuit and, you know, I suppose it's only when you think about professions, you know, that it sort of crosses your mind that, you know, you spend, you spend a lot of time. You, you'd really want to enjoy your own company. Well, that and the radio. All you the know. time, yeah. Yeah, your radio button over your head is the one button in the truck that the day off button is wore off on, you know. As you get in the morning, you turn that on and that's your company for the day. Like. For the day, yeah. yeah. Um, is that why a lot of people get out of haulage? Possibly. Like, there's two aspects to it. There's one aspect, you go into regional distribution centres and supermarket chains and you're treated like an absolute piece of you know what um, they want you to break down their pals they nearly want you to put them on the shelves for them you know but uh, you're just treated arrogantly like um, nearly like they went to a centre of excellence to treat drivers that way 
and lads just don't put up with it anymore. And like rightly so, no driver should. Mm. And then the employer that my previous employer like was, his attitude was, oh, you do it, you do what you're told. And the guy I'm with now, like his attitude is totally different. It's like, yeah. oh no, that's not your job, you know. I know. Um, stay with us, James. Alan, Alan is on the line too. Um, Alan, what kind of line of work are you in? I was. Um, I've left that employment after 30 years. But I was a heavy lift um, train operator working off a ship at sea for anything between five weeks and 11 weeks at a time on 12-hour shift. Okay. Crane operator. So it's a, a, a lot of the day then is spent... In a on cabin, your own. Yeah. yes, in the in a cabin, six, sixty meters above the deck. Wow! So no one would even want to come up and see you. No. Too far to come. That I mean, you go up. It's you know early in the morning to start this shift, and yeah, you, t- you, take you us through start, the day, you, Alan. Yeah, well, basically, you would start your shift at um, five thirty in the morning. Have a quick talk about what's going to happen. Gather, gather as much food and coffee and liquids as you can and a couple of plastic bags for the other. And off you go up to the crane and start working. Uh, you, you could, if you had the chance, and quite honestly, over 12 hours, if you had the chance to switch the kettle on, you were doing well. Right. You never stopped for the 12 hours and you never seen anyone for 12 hours. Very lonely. Very lonely. The only the only sort of company you would have is the guy on the other end of a walkie-talkie who would be a banksman, who basically his job is to signal your load onto the, the correct place. Mm. And that's the only person you, you would actually speak to. And most of the time you wouldn't even see them. You're so high, high up that you're only looking at the clouds and the sea, really. You don't see anybody. Um, you have your dinner breaks up there, if you can have a dinner break. Um, toilet facilities, as I say, would be plastic bags um, and baby wipes. And that, that would be your day for five weeks, maybe 11 weeks at a time. In the little crane cabin, Alan, yeah. for the toilet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. As, it, as you can imagine, if everyone is relieving each other down below to, to have a meal break or a tea break or go to the toilet, but no one will come up and relieve us um, because we are the only crane operators on a certain 12-hour shift. I was going to ask, would you have you know, somebody that could come up? No, but there might typically just be one. Yeah, it would only be yourself yeah. on a shift, um, day shift or night shift. So yeah, it's mentally, um, I think, after 30 years when I think about it now, um, I love the job, great job. It's definitely a perfect job for a single man, um, as you're away for so long from your family. You miss the Christmases, you miss the birthdays, the births, the weddings. Um, So mentally, I suppose you do have to be kind of strong, like James was saying earlier on, you spend a lot, all your time on your own. Mm. And if, if you remember that industry didn't stop during COVID, so during COVID, even on the ship, which held 100, 100 people, um, restrictions would apply that everyone had to go straight to cabins. So you really never seen anybody, anybody. at all. 
And you were nearly a pro at self-isolating. Absolutely. He spent 30 years. I mean, like, day to day, Alan, you know, I'm just trying to think of company, like, because James, you mentioned, you know, you have the the radio on and can you even have the radio on in terms of distraction or background noise, Alan? No, I I, I couldn't. I couldn't have the radio on because uh, with the type of work we were doing, we would be lifting anything from a thousand tonne to maybe 2,000 tonne and having to put it into the hands of people mm-hmm. and working at heights of maybe 120 metres, any distraction or any emergency stop would not have been heard if you're listening to the radio. I know. So, yeah, you, you had to be mentally attuned. It's, um, it's... Would you recommend it? For a young guy? Yeah. Well, for I, anyone. Well, I think it's a young man's game, really. Um, more for the fact that a, a single person starting out in that industry fairly young, maybe in their early 20s, by the time they're maybe 27 in this current game, they, they have enough money put by to maybe help with a mortgage, which is, is, is very important these mm, days. It's a well-paid job. Uh, yeah. And, of course, being away from home so long, a single guy or a single female, um, they're not going to have families so much, like a wife and kids that they're going to miss so much. Because really, you're you're at sea for six months of the year, basically. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 only when you think about it, you know, that you can kind of kind of can put yourself into the cabin and and think of being there on the ship for for yeah. six months and 12 hours in the day and yeah. I just can't get over the bit Alan that you, you can't even come down to use the toilet but how long does it take I you know. to get up and down the up to the cabin? How long does it take? Yeah. <laughs> it depends what age you are really. It's, I mean it could take about 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes to, to walk up. Okay. Some of the younger guys would be up a lot. A lot. So I'm 59 now so um, I was a bit slower than those guys. Uh, let me bring in Pat as well, Pat. You're, you're listening there to Alan and to James. Um, we're talking about professions and jobs that can often be self-isolating and and lonely. What's your experience? Well, Andrea, thank you very much uh, for giving me the opportunity. First of all, it's a great topic to discuss because it has many implications. I work in the security industry. There are about maybe 10,000. It's a 24-hour service that we provide. I have worked in kind of hospitals during the nighttime when there's a lot of people around. But um, a lot of the companies would require you to work on places and sites such as building sites and um, corporate buildings where there's just you on your own. Mm. You do your handover, takeover, and you possibly wouldn't speak to anybody for that 12 hours. My predicament is that I am single. I do have friends, but when I go on a 12-hour shift, I will maximum talk maybe five, 10 minutes, pop into the shop, go to bed and do the same process for three or four times a week. And that can be a very, very lonely existence where the only communication is to do your check calls automated every hour. And that is the existence of security of which 
a lot of people experience. Mm. My only comment there is that some people would enjoy night shifts because maybe tongue-in-cheek here, they might want to get away from the spouse and get away from the family, so it gives them a little bit of um, escapism. Yeah. But for me, as a retired person, I'm continuing to work. Um, it does have serious, um, shall we say, mental issues. Yeah. And the isolation is... is um, I can't stress, um, you know, it's it, it's so paramount. It's not for it's not for everyone. I mean, some people enjoy it, but I'd say more often than not, people in the security industry mm. would echo my views and say, yes, it can be a long week, especially if you're single, um, and that is your existence. I mean, the opportunity, I suppose, depending on the the type of business that you're you're, you're doing the security at, a pat it must, um, you know, even just somebody, I can imagine to 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 stop and to talk and to say, you know, well, Pat, how are you getting on, or how's things, yeah. or just like is that that's often mm-hmm. is it the that's maybe the only one of the few conversations in the day. If you're well, welcome. Um, what I've done now that I'm uh, recently retired, I asked my security company, who were very, very helpful. Yeah. I explained that the mental issues that I would possibly have, um, not because of retirement, um, I now work in student accommodation during the daytime. And even though I can communicate with the students, it's mm. just... Um, it's just to have people around, even if they wave to you. There's life out there. But if you're on a building site or a corporate building that's shut down, you know, for 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 12 hours, um, you know, it's just to have people around. You don't necessarily have to talk to them. It's just there's life, and you know, yeah. repeat that life. There's life around you. I know. Um, you know that's. That's my take. <clears throat> um, it's like it's it's um, it's something that I suppose a lot of us in in offices we probably take all of this for granted, Pat. You know that you can come into the office <laughs> and chat to exactly. colleagues and what did you watch last night or what are you at today or you know we take oh, yeah. we totally take it for granted. Yeah, well, Alan and James, your previous um, 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 contributors. Yeah, they're still here. They're still in the line. The and I, 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 I really. I'm not overemphasizing it because I'm, I'm not going to personalize it, but it can have a mental mm. health issue yeah. where to be isolated for so long, even though you're doing your job, it does, it, it, it does have its effects. Do you find Alan now having, you know, even just listening to Pat there, Pat says he's retired and, 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 and still working, but do you find Alan having um, having retired yourself now from the, the, the crane ship work, is it, is it lonely now not doing it or has that changed? Oh, I actually don't miss it at all. Um, I think because I've done it for so long um, and I did realise that now with the family and stuff that was more important so I really had my mind made up Yeah. Um, no I don't miss it at all I'm a very social person I always have been so I'm actually very happy in myself um, I don't foresee that anything in, in the near future could mentally affect me I don't think so anyway um, no, the wife certainly hasn't said that I'm any different since you retired since I retired yeah, yeah. 
And how do you keep busy now? Oh, the wife's always got a job list. Um, <laughs> there's always stuff to do around the house. I'm actually actively at the moment looking for a small job somewhere in Galway that will just keep me ticking over. Yeah. I've, I've never been one for sitting around. A lot of the messages coming in today. Um, it's been fascinating to to chat to you all, um, Alan, Pat and, and, and James. Um, Tom has got in touch and he says, um, or this listener says, believe it or not, being a full-time parent to small kids can also be very lonely. I'd really appreciate if you could mention this. It's rewarding, but it is lonely. The radio is often the first thing I put on in the morning, keeps me company for the entire day when my partner's working and out of the house. I often think this is forgotten, says this texter. Another listener says, it's an extremely isolating job being a childminder. You may only see other adults for a few moments in the day. I did start to go to baby and toddler groups with two children, which I mind. It was great for both the kids and for me in terms of socialisation. But then the leader in my local group told me that the group was not to facilitate childminders, but more for new mums, especially those who didn't have a lot of English. I felt so bad. I broke down in tears and I never went again. And Tom says, listening to people working solo sounds bliss compared to dealing with people in the retail service sector because some people with bad attitudes would drive you around the bend. I guess it's hard to find the balance, says Tom. If you're listening to to James and Alan and Pat here today and you too work in any kind of a job or profession, no matter what it is, and you feel that you just find it lonely, it's isolating, give us a call. It's 1800 453 106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Yeah, we're talking about lonely jobs and professions that can be quite self-isolating and the difficulties that that can bring, particularly after many years. Um, lots of different professions being mentioned. This texter says, I have a bread run. I start very early in the morning, go to bed quite early in the evening, often always on my own for most of the day. Find it quite difficult. Uh, another texter talking about overnight shift work yet again in security, very similar to Pat's story uh, there just before the break. This listener says farmers, they too often have very lonely lives, uh, working for many, many hours each day on their own. Uh, Brent Pope, rugby analyst, is with us here in Lunchtime Live today. Brent, I know you've been a mental health advocate for, for many, many years. Years now, but you were listening to James and Alan and Pat there just before the ad break. How big of an issue is loneliness and self isolation at work? It's a huge issue, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up this point because I've been advocating for years. I was just out of Dublin Port this morning uh, talking to uh, their workers. I'm with, I think, Robert Quinn Construction. So I work a lot in those uh, industries, those types of industries where. Um, I'd have to go as far as to say this. In some regards, loneliness is a killer. And in a sense, we've created that by our environment because the, all the callers make really good points individually. Um, some people go into that type of employment because they don't like spending time with people. Uh, very few that I've met, most people go into it because they have to or for money uh, at an earlier age when they don't have family around them. But I think we've lost our way. We got some of the way back during COVID when people called into people and made an effort to to make their lives less lonely. But Mm. I've seen a whole... uh, Just for instance, I was talking to someone, an elderly person down my road before COVID, and she said something that always stuck with me. She said, Brent, she said, I used to be able to go down to the local shops and talk to the butcher and talk to the baker and talk to the, to the supermarket worker who asked about my life, and she said, I'm living on my own now. She said, 
really she says, very lonely. No one wants to talk to me now. Everybody's in such a hurry to get people out of the shops, send them down fast lanes. There's none of that chat anymore to make people's lives uh, less lonely. Yeah. And I just, um, you know, I was talking to some farmers down in Galway a couple of years ago, and some of them are coming to me and just saying things like, Brent, we're just putting one foot in front of the other each day and whatever. Kids don't want the farm anymore. They may have been widowed or their wife may have left or separated or whatever like that. Nobody wants the farm anymore. And it's lonely lives. So that's what I mean to say. Loneliness is a killer. It's taking people's lives because they don't want to live lonely lives. Most people want to make connections. And it's very important for your mental health to make those connections. So whether it's seeing, Pat talked about, just having connections around students, just a mm. wave or a smile or anything like that can mis- make people's lives less lonely. Something as simple, like we were just talking about that, you know, was if you're walking through the, the office door and, yeah. you know, well, Pat, how's things or how are you getting on? Or, you know, just something that it's only when you listen to Pat there talking about um, yeah. the, the lack of interaction and the lack of voices, the lack of people that but you might see in a shift. Part of, part of working towards, I, I say it when I'm, when I'm out talking, to numerous companies that for the last 15, 20 years, we need to make more connections. Connections are healthy. The happiest people in the world have been studied, and it's all around relationships or connections, whether it's family relationships, whether it's friends, whether it's, you know, I talk to a lot of people in coming up to retirement age because suddenly for men especially, they can be working and having all their work friends, everything on a Friday, mm. come the Monday when they're retired, that is all gone. And, you know, they, they crave for that sort of water cooler conversation, yeah. talking about sport or talking about what went on the weekend. Suddenly that is gone. So what I employ people to do is put that in place before you retire mm. so that you've got new play friends, so to speak, that, you know, you join a choir, you join a sporting organization, you join a golf club, you join a walk club, something that takes away that isolation and loneliness when you're in retirement. But it's also needs to be employed in a work situation that if you're lonely or on the road all the time like that, you know, try to make new connections somewhere so that loneliness goes away. Because it's not as easy as just saying, change your job. Because no, that's not always exactly. It's not, not, not always practical. Stay with us, Brent, if you don't mind, because Susan has got in touch as well. And uh, Susan, I saw your email come in there. So, so thanks for, for reaching out to us. Um, you're, you're listening to this conversation. What's your experience? Hi, Andrea. Thank you, yes, for having me on the show. Yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous. I haven't done anything right. like this before. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I've been listening now this morning and I indicated in my email um, that I spent uh, um, over 20 years working with others in a corporate environment, in team environments. And I loved that. As Brent says, you get um, so much from people every day with their own, um, with their own stories and their own experiences. And you understand that everybody is kind of going through their own stuff and you can identify with that. But I took the uh, the risk earlier on this year to leave that um, that uh, corporate environment and start my own business and go out on my own. So, um, which has been great. It's been a, a great decision. I wanted to kind of pursue a very different career from mm. the last 20 years. Um, and um, But I do understand and identify with that that loneliness aspect now and it's more pronounced I suppose coming from um, that environment that I was in where I was surrounded by people all, all the, time. the time. So were you all day long now working on your own? 
I am. Yeah. I am. So I started my uh, own business as an artist and graphic photographer. So I wanted to pursue a kind of more creative and artistic mm. life for myself. It's been in the background for many, many years. And um, but it's only when you're in the middle of it that you really understand the loss of, of the groups and the teams and the chat. And That's a big story. shift, Susan, isn't it? You know, yeah. from corporate world to all day and you're working on your own. It is. In, and when you're in those environments with others, it's kind of very natural because the conversations happen naturally, the bouncing off each other happens naturally. But when you're working for yourself, you kind of almost have to force yourself out there and to connect with other people. Um whether it's through networks or social groups that you were never involved in before. Um, like I'm, I joined the parents' council of my, my daughter's school, so I'm the chairperson of the parents' council, and that got me out and about and yeah. got me meeting more people. Um, and networking is, is, is helping. But I can totally understand where Brent is coming from, like because COVID has... has um, impacted lots of people in lots of different ways with regards to loneliness. It's a really interesting point and, and Brent, you mentioned that as well you know, a, a little earlier. In a, you know, in a weird way, like COVID forced everybody into self-isolation, whether it was working from home or, you know, out of contact with, with meeting people. But on the flip side, or if, if you were to, to look or search for a good thing that came from COVID, it's that point, Brent, and you, or Brent, you made around people actually making the effort you know, they went back to making the effort or contacting the, the elderly neighbour or, you know, contacting somebody up the road to see if they needed shopping done, calling in, checking in on people. COVID was nearly the catalyst for that. Absolutely. And I go back a bit further to that because when I first came to Ireland, what, over 30 years ago, what impressed me about people ask me why I stayed in Ireland. And I'll tell you this, because of the people. And I was working in a, in a very much a working class environment when I first came into to, to Ireland, I was delivering drinks around various pubs and inner-city areas and that. What I saw was the care for people in all those communities. You know, people get out and help each other. There's even a matter of jumping over the fence and mowing someone's lawn or going and doing shopping for them. I really took that to be the Irish way, and we lost that. And we got some of the way back in code, but I saw people reconnecting with Facebook friends or Zoom friends that they hadn't been to school with, that had been to school with 20 years ago. And they really enjoyed it. People calling in to see neighbours and calling in to see if they wanted their shopping done. And as soon as COVID sort of went away, we've, we've gone back. We've gone back to our old ways. Even I was listening to your programme a couple of weeks ago there in the car and I heard people coming on that are driving around on L plates and saying, yes. so impatient now. I know, yeah. You know, and I thought we've just got back to our busy old bad ways where everybody's getting on and they think they can leave people behind. And, and people... That's what I said, loneliness is a killer for a lot of people. And just being able to call in to see someone and say hello or smile at the shop or ask how somebody is or make those connections, force yourself to make those connections. Force yourself to be nice to people. Force yourself to give something back to the community. And that's the way they do it because sometimes that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's having mental health issues or a bad day, sometimes it's just a smile or a wave, as Pat said, makes you feel better and everybody has to take responsibility for doing that. Would you ever, Susan, see yourself going back to the corporate world? I think I've kind of come to the conclusion, Andrew, in the last uh, in the last couple of months that I think a balance maybe between the two. I mm. I I do think that potentially a part time 
job maybe in graphic design or something where you are interacting with other people and you're meeting other people and then you have the the side of the business that it's just you then as well so yeah it's it's definitely been in the back of my mind but um i think with regards to to covid and the working from home too i think we've gone gotten into some very bad habits with regards to that um because lots of people are aren't going back to work now even though we're supposedly COVID is over and the offices are opening up again. People have kind of made the decision for the easy life almost that look, if I'm working from home, I don't have to cope with the traffic. I don't, I can get the dishwasher done. I can get a load of um, washing in, in between the working day. But I think in the background, it's really impacting people negatively. I think they need to get back into the offices for at least a period of time or, or that hybrid model, because I know people who would have been, very very social people and then went in the working environment then went through COVID and kind of have decided now right I'll just carry on working yeah. from home I it's, don't need that but to be honest they do It's funny you mention that because there's a text in here there from another listener making the same point to say I would have thought that most jobs are actually quite lonely at the moment with so many working from home alone all day no human in, uh, no human interaction other than the screen and the phone Tom has got in touch he says I sometimes wait till you hear this I sometimes even call the bank about a silly query just to say hello to somebody. I'm self-employed and I'm working on my own. It can often be extremely lonely. And um, this texter as well too has got in touch to say, glad to hear this being discussed today. I often think it's something that employers should pay a little bit more heed to uh, from time to time. It's amazing to think it took the COVID pandemic to actually highlight this for a lot of businesses. Uh, Brent Pope, Brent, listen, thanks a million, Brent, for for joining us here and for getting in touch with us in the programme today. Really appreciate it. And Susan too as well. Uh, Thanks a million, Susan, for getting in touch. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get uh, in contact with us. We're going to be talking to the CD collectors next. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.